am 35 years old. I am divorced and I live in a van down by the river. You're not going to amount to Jack Squat. <laughs> What's this one? It's not a tumor. Oh, yeah. oh it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Get for the chapel. <laughs> I found my favorite one, though. That's it. <laughs> There's a laugh. Oh, shit. I kept the laugh out of the entire last show. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, not but bad. you had to try so hard. Oh, it's not fuck, even funny. dude. My penis was in one of those little paper clip things. What are those called? Clothes paper pins? clips? Um, it's whatever you want. The to little play. tiny uh, clothes pins that they give to the kids at school. Why do they get those little tiny clothes pins that those little <laughs> tiny kids at school for? Hair clips? Am I making this up? Maybe you are. All right. I wish you would just tell the truthful ones in your life. Just for once. Hey, look behind you. Not you, Dallas. I do. Who's the other one? Michael. Look at that shelf I made, Mike. Oh, Have yeah. you seen that? It's a nice shelf. That was during the epidemic. Yeah. That, that was during the dark times. The dark times. Between episode two and three, <laughs> which you don't know anything about because you haven't seen on Golden Pond. Oh, we're back around, everybody. We made a full comeback. <laughs> Dallas, tell me why. You're so gay. How many watches do you own? Nine. And tell me the names of them. Mostly Invictas. I have a couple Ferraris, a G-Shock. What, what uh, do you? What? Give me a price point on these watches. Give me the low point and the high point on what you've spent individually on a watch. Two fifty to eight hundred. And you have like how many now? I told you nine. Nine total watches. Yes. He's got them in a case. They're locked up. Tell me about how many pairs of shoes you have. Thirty six. What's your address? Right. One eight hundred. Don't even worry about. Tell it. me what kind of shoes if. If it, and there's a couple, just take me through the shoes and just tell me the brands and why and what they are and just hit the hit the highlights for me. Oh, my absolute favorite would be the Jordan Four, uh, um, Travis Scott Fours, the the blue UNZ color, and my high price point would be the Travis Scott One. Uh, my second favorite, but favorite would be the Union LA Fours, which I almost wore today. And because explain what they are. Explain what they look like. They're tennis shoes. Well, the the one the, the Union LA ones actually it's the only sneaker I've ever gotten on Nike sneakers. And for all the sneakerheads out there, that's like the rarest thing you can do is get a, a really nice pair of sneakers on Nike sneakers because by the time you're in trying to buy this pair of sneakers, there's already ten thousand people that have clicked yes in that one second that they've been opened. And in that two seconds, there's another 80,000 people and there's only 12,000 sneakers. And it's an auction of shoes, basically? It depends. Sometimes they do an auction. Sometimes it's first come, first serve. And if it's first come, first serve, they have bots. And so like you can hop on a computer and you can sit there. You press one button and you have 5,000 bids within a second. So therefore, you know, if 200 of your bids go through, you just made $100,000 depending on what shoe it is. Now, every time I see you somewhere, and I'm not talking about at work because you always look like shit. Like I the rest do look of us. at I look like but shit. But I, you know, I mean, I've seen you in parking lots before, and you look like a fucking male model. So tell me what you're wearing when that happens. Like, what it's a, if you were going to go out and I was going to see you somewhere and get hard, what do you have on? It'd be my custom Ray Bans, my Gucci cologne. Custom Ray Bans. Explain. Pants. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go one at a time. Tell me about the custom Ray Bans. My custom Ray Bans. Okay. So. You go on the Ray-Bans website, you can pick any color you want, any shade, any style. I, I always do the Justins because they're like the square slash round style. Okay. And then you can have them engraved with whatever you want on the side. What would you have engraved? Uh, I did dollar signs, 23, D-Wayne, and something else. And 23 is Jordan, right? Yeah, because then it matches my shoes. Nice. Now take me down to the shirt. What do you got on? Uh, shirt's always a give or take. I like my button-up dress shirts. I've but, seen that before, and I've seen you pull game with it on. But sometimes it's just a regular shirt because the shirt really doesn't matter. It's the jacket that matters. What's the jacket? The jacket's either a leather jacket or the What kind of leather combo. jacket? Oh, well, this was passed down from my grandfather. It's a New York-style leather jacket, big-bodied. Okay. Makes me look like I'm... Are we talking lapels here or like a... I mean, give our listeners something they can visualize. I don't know the exact brand, but I know that it's genuine leather. And, and black? All black. Black. It's always black. Just like your men. And it's not that tight leather jacket like fucking g Easy. It's like that loose I, leather jacket. I like always that wore the lapels. Scared to talk to. Something really weird where it tucks in real tight. Yeah. No. And then it goes too long. Yeah. I can't do the, the buckles. and. Tell and me about the pants. The pants are gas or Gucci or just whatever floats my boat that day. And the shoes, the which shoes. you have an assortment of. 
J's or Yeezys or whatever floats. All right. I got a color for every option. You're a good looking guy. You're a great looking guy. But I was going to switch over and I got into younger guys. If I wanted to look at someone and think I could put a condom on his head. You like pick an me? actual head. A, an, a, like a, like a, a Trojan Max? I think it would still just take a regular size one, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Glad we had this nice. conversation. Well. What are your five essential moving on? We were going to do this in the last <laughs> podcast. Oh, you want to talk about the movies? Yeah. What are your five essential movies? You know, I'm going to go right to The Shining. All right. And I know that you have a problem with it. Uh, I don't have a problem. It with always it. stands out in my mind. Blade <laughs> Runner, the first one. Okay. Um. The Black Stallion, is, and that just recently became like where I just can't stop crying and stop not... I put it on again last night, yeah. and I was like, come on, It's dude. a running theme with us anyways. Yeah. But I, it really was a real thing that occurred where I was like... So, you know, you remember when Joe talked about Return of the Jedi, and he's like, it was just the place I was in, it was the time I was in? Mm-hmm. When uh, VCRs came out, and it was, um, it was myself and my stepdad, Steve, and my mom, yeah. and my brother, Kellen, and they dedicated a whole room in the house, which was just basically a bedroom. But for some reason, we moved the entertainment into one room, okay. right? Which was a bedroom. And I'll never forget it was Christmas time. And, the v- and they got the first VCR, which was a gift from Steve's parents. And it, was, it wasn't even a top loader. It was the front loader. We waited a while to, to have it in the house. And the first movie we had was The Black Stallion. And we sat down and we watched it. And I'll never forget, we, it, was like, it was like the most beautiful family. And, you know, when you're a little kid, these experiences are like that. You know what I mean? They stand out in your mind. But it's like we all were sucked into it. We all enjoyed it. We all, at the end of the movie, it was like, I just remember my mom was like, that was, that was the best movie I've ever seen in my life. And her, her favorite is probably like uh, The Wizard of Oz because she always goes to that. And that's an easy thing to pick because I could say that one too. Right. Because that would always come on television when we were kids, you know. There was only three channels that would actually play in this area, you know, or maybe four unless until cable came out. Yeah. We had the, the UHF and the VHF band. So Black Stallion stand, stands out. Another one that I, I can't help but put in there, but it's only because of once I got into my adolescence, it was a clockwork orange. So we're going back to Kubrick again. Uh-huh. That was and, a trip when you showed me that. And then uh, Return of the Jedi. Now, if you ask me next week, I'll change at least two of those because something will occur, you know. Right. But those are the ones that I'll go back to every time. I'll watch them over and over again, especially um, anything with Star Wars. But I I always find myself coming back to Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Or I'm sorry, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So do I. And uh, I'll watch The Shining over and over again. And I'll get into like a gloomy mood or it'll be like winter and I'll put The Shining on. Everybody's like, oh, my God, again. You know, and I'll wa- I'll sit and watch the whole thing. I was actually uh, surprised that you've never watched the entire Kubrick The Shining. Yeah, it's one of those things where it hasn't been on in a long time. So yeah. it, once in a while it would come on TV, but not often. Um, it's one of those movies that I miss the boat on. When it comes to certain things, uh, movies or TV, if I'm interested in something, I have to watch the first episode as it airs. I, and I don't know why, why this is. If I miss the first episode, I will not watch the series. I'll go back and revisit, you know, if I can, if they have the first episode. But if I, it, it does, it's not the same. It doesn't, it won't pull me in and I'll get bored. Uh, Walking Dead. Joe, Joe sold me on The Walking Dead. He's like, just go and watch it. They're having a marathon. Watch the first season and see what it is. So I watched the first season. And I enjoyed it. And then I jumped into, I think it was the third third or fourth season uh, where um, I was in line with Joe when we were watching it. And I was okay with it up until, like, it was like two seasons later. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. Because it's just, it's not going anywhere for me. Um, I'm not a big fan of zombie movies anyways. Never have been. So, like, Return of the Living Dead. uh there is one that was a remake of Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. uh, where it was just kind of like they were in a mall, I think, and uh, they had like weird-looking zombies. And the reason why I liked it is because of the weird-looking zombies with the googly eyes and shit like that. And then, um, other than that, I don't, I don't get into zombie movies. Never have. So you were never a Resident Evil fan? No, but I, I, I respect them. Like any, like I, like World War Z. If you read the book World War Z and go watch the movie, you, you'd be pissed off because the movie is fucking terrible. 
Right. And that was a long ass movie. Like they tried. Yeah. But it, the book is a, uh, it, it's a, it's a retelling of world war Z where it's, People talking about what happened in these specific battles and what's going on. It's not like a single running commentary of, you know, a hero and then they're going from here to here. Although that is in the book. It's it's basically a diary. It's like a World War II diary. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's it's highly recommended. But they try to turn this into fast moving 28 days later zombie and that just doesn't work. They should have made a series about it. Yeah, it should have been it should have been a trilogy. It should have been a TV series or that's something. That's one thing the Walking did the Walking Dead did good, I think, is they always left you hanging. They always made you want more at yeah. the end of their season. Even yeah. in the middle of the episodes they did that. Yeah, I um I I walked away after uh after the introduction of Negan is when I I walked away from the series. That motherfucker was crazy. Yeah. But it just became the same old shit after a right. while. They weren't pushing the envelope. Um, and that's partially because they got rid of Frank Darabont. You know, if Darabont had stayed and and been on the show with everybody, I think that that series would be still talked about as much as it was a couple of years ago. Right. Today. So that's how good it was. And then they, then you have another one called Fear the Walking Dead, which... Which I didn't think was good at all. No, it's... I'm, uh, I'm just... I'm over it. Because at the same time The Walking Dead was came, coming out was Breaking Bad. And yeah. I didn't watch Breaking Bad until maybe two years ago. And... I was surprised how much I got into that show because it wasn't just like what you thought it was, what, what the, the previews were. And when you actually got into that show, it was like, wow, this guy's just trying to live. And then it went on from there. And Jesse, the, all these different characters, they just played great parts. And that really made their roles in, in today's movies that come out now. But well, the walking dead just took my, my mind away from that. And I never actually watched it. Yeah. Uh, breaking bad. I see. I never watched, I watched a couple of episodes of breaking bad. I really enjoyed it, but never interested me. Right. However, better call Saul. Right. I am so sucked into that fucking TV show. I couldn't get into it. That and uh, Fargo, the TV series. Oh my God. And I was intrigued by that too. But I again, Fargo I can't get started on these series. I, I Once again, though, um, dead to me. My wife and I have watched every fucking single episode of that together, and she loves these uh, ongoing sagas. Uh-huh. I don't, personally. Well, you have the attention span of a lamp. That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Really quick, and I don't, I don't want to deviate from this, but my top 100 movies has a much oh, wider variety. We can get to that in... Uh, I'll send that over in the five segments. <laughs> I'll send that over in the private text. Yeah, he'll repeat the same ones while uh, he's listening. Them. Well, my five essentials. <laughs> Say it. Nice. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. That, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because you got to have those two. Um, that one, because I went to, so there's a, there's a drive-in theater in San Jose, Capital Drive-In, and my dad took us. So playing on the screen was like, I think, Airplane 2. Heavy metal in the movie, I knew that, and then a couple of others, and I was I was I get sucked into heavy metal, but I kept getting pulled back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I don't remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark too too much in terms of the drive-in, you know, because it was just too much information going on, right? You know, I mean, like I'm especially nine when you're watching heavy metal, but it's the soundtrack to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, what the hell's going on right. over here? So, and then there was a couple of other movies, and and but. It was the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark that got me because you don't know what's going on. Right. And it's just them walking through the jungle. There's this is, you know, 1936 Peru. That's that's it. Then, you know, some guy tries to kill Indiana Jones, but you don't know who Indiana Jones is at that point. You don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. It's 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 one of the most it's one of the most perfect openings of of any movie genre that you could establish a character, you know. And the danger of what's going on at that point. In time. I agree, a so, thousand percent. Thanks a lot, Heather. I just said a thousand percent. You cunt. Well, you didn't say. Oh, she like didn't kisses, say kisses, 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 like kisses. I have to say kisses quotes. ten times. I said cunt. Ah. You, you didn't say one hundred and ten percent. I said a thousand. I know. I went way in. But we're we're giving one hundred and twelve percent. That's how one. enthusiastic I am about what you said about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because it's true. And then, uh, um, Back to the Future, I think, is another one, but. Getting away from the action adventure stuff with Robert Zemeckis or Spielberg or whoever, um, Fargo. Fargo the movie is absolutely essential, but there's one other that I have, well, there's two. The five essentials that I have always end with a movie called Arsenic and Old Lace. Arsenic and Old Lace is an old, old movie. It's uh, 
I want to say it stars Cary Grant, but it has Peter Laurie in it. And it's about this guy who goes and visits his aunt. And do you remember, um, was it Dorothea Puente? Yeah. She killed all those people for their checks. And when you're ready, I'll tell you. That's in Sacramento, and I have a story about that when you want to hear it. We don't. Fuck you, Dallas. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. Get a real t-shirt. Yeah, it does. It's Cary Grant. Um, I, th- I thought for the longest time it had... Uh, um, Boris Karloff in it. Boris Karloff was in the in the stage play. They got a guy that looks like Boris Karloff, and the joke, the running joke throughout the movie is, "God, you look like Boris Karloff, right?" Because Peter Laurie is a doctor who uh, does Laurie. does this uh, surgery on this guy who is uh, the brother of of Cary Grant's character, and made the made him look like Boris Karloff. So that's the running gag throughout the. But anyways, these two old biddies are murderers. They kill. These fucking people that are getting, you know, uh, their not welfare, um, uh, retirement checks. Right. And then they're cashing their checks and they go bury all the people in the basement. I'm just like, this is Dorothea this, Puente. This movie comes up in a list of the, like the most five demented movies ever yeah. all the time. It's, it's a Frank Capra movie. And I loved the, the first time that I saw this movie. I loved it. Yeah. But there's another one. It's called One, Two, Three. And it's and it has uh, Jimmy Cagney, who's playing a comedy role of all things, and he plays like the head of Coca Cola in oh, Germany. Yes, and his daughter is getting married, and it's a co- and this whole is a comedy of errors, and it's a really really good movie. Yeah, but I can't put that in my in my five essentials because it's I haven't been able to find that movie, so, and I've only I've seen it once. Was Peter Lorre the guy <laughs> in? Was he the lead in the Man with Bionic Eyes or whatever it's called? Or the man with X extra or X, whatever, not extra yeah, X-ray or uh, whatever. X-ray eyes. Is that Peter Laurie? Uh, I don't mean to take you off subject. You, you, you may be right, but um, he was in um, Casablanca. Casablanca, which is the third. That, yeah, that's, was, that, a, that's the third act of On Golden Pond, by the way, Dallas. Right, that's right, in your essential right. studies as well. Okay. Casablanca, which is On Golden Pond. I didn't know I was going to. Part five. Are you thinking about fighting again? Of theatrical school today. I don't. I mean, he did a lot of goddamn movies. Dude. Yeah, he fucking did. The Maltese ah, Falcon. Yeah. The Maltese. That had Humphrey Bogart in it. Yeah. Arsenic and all this. How do you like your whiskey? In a glass. The Beast with Five with Fingers. The Beast with Five nice. Fingers. That's part of the Anal Acrobats <laughs> series. Yeah, but what segment? Because uh, you haven't made it past segment se- one. We talked the about second that one. The girl weighs 110 pounds. Made it there yet. Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> That's a thing. Y'all should look that up. Didn't I show you that That's and you freaked out? Thing. Did I show you that and you freaked out? He's I'm making surprised. spaghetti. I'm honestly surprised. Hey, look at that car right there, though. I'm honestly surprised that you didn't put Edward Scissorhands in your top five. You know what? I want to change one of my movies to No Country for Old Men. I want to replace Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. Oh, it's too late. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dallas. It's already written down. It's I knew you were going to change that one. Fuck that you. weird, dude. Do, do I always try to make you... Uh, Dallas will come over and I'm like, have you seen a- the Aliens movies? He's like, no. I'm like, you're not going anywhere, right? Right. And then I turn the sound up super loud. And my wife's like, God damn what it. What did we watch that one night? I really liked that. It wasn't a movie. It was more like a like just segments of... of oh, that's by the guy who did... Um, I liked that. District Nine. That was it was. Oh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, like it yeah. was always just something cool, but we talked nothing about made any sense. And if you tried to think in your brain that it was all one thing, then you just totally mind fucked yourself. Go back up. Let's see the go starring. What was the name of that movie? I guess it's Ray Milan. It's got to be right. I don't know the name of it. Oh man, I don't know the name of it. We have to figure that out. Yeah, we're on Mike's Five Essentials. Yeah, that pretty that, much it. That, did we cover them? Uh, for the most part, like uh, I want to. Mine, mine are all like action adventure. Uh, there's probably one or two in there that I, re- I mean, if I have to really think about it, because there's there's other like comedies like The Burbs with Tom Hanks, which is right. hilarious. So you asked me, and I went off the cuff. So I'm, I got to stick with it. Yeah. But No Country for Old Men was another one where Shigar um, or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and that guy I haven't seen him in a lot after that, but. But he's the greatest villain, as far as I'm concerned. The absolute villain ever. For me. For you. Yeah. Yours is, what's her name? Oh, I'm just kidding. There, there, is a, there is another one, like, <laughs> if we're going to talk about movies. Have you ever seen the Steve Buscemi movie, Ed and His Dead Mother? No. So, Steve Buscemi 
is this he he lives with his mom his dad dies he, he lives with his mom and his uncle ned Beatty, and i can't remember who plays the mom but this came out in 93 so it's got buscemi ned Beatty, john glover uh miriam margoyles that's who it is plays mabel and uh uh what's his name this guy john grease i love him napoleon dynamite yeah so John Grease plays this guy who just got out of prison and he's a bully. And Ed, Ed basically owns a hardware store, kind of like Ace Hardware or True Value or anything else like that. And he inherited it from his mom and his dad. So his mother dies. And from there, this guy, John Glover, works for this company where they resurrect dead people. And from from there, he helps Ed get his mom back. Well, you have to get spare parts. You have to do all this other stuff. So he's like, it's going to cost this amount of money. And they want to, basically, he got like $60,000 from insurance for, you know, the mom dying. And they're trying to get this money from him, right? Right. And so they bring, bring back mom. And in order for her to live, she has to eat live things, bugs, essentially. So you have to give her like cockroaches or whatever else, right? So you keep feeding her the cockroaches and she keeps, but if you give her too much, she goes fucking crazy. So one night she breaks into the, the, her food reserves yeah, and eats all the cockroaches. And now she's turned into this fucking psychotic bitch. Right. Right. And you know, she's chasing the dog down the street She's fucking, you know, she, her, her, her demeanor's changing. Like, how are you fucks doing today? When she was just used to be this, like this 1950s mom, like, oh my gosh, you're so nice. Right. On a PG 13. Yeah. I've never heard of this. This movie is really fucking funny. Is it? Yes. Like a shakes the clown kind of a deal. Funnier. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so they have to, they end up having to kill the mom again, you know, but everybody that's involved in this whole story, especially this guy right here, uh, John Grease from Napoleon Dynamite, what do you plays such great parts in mountain. this fucking movie. It's amazing. And it starts off with him, with Steve Buscemi talking to his lawyer, who's an old guy who's talking about having to kill his mother. He goes, so technically I didn't kill my mom. She was already dead. Yeah. So, and then it goes and it tells a whole backstory from there. And Ned Beatty plays this creepy fucking uh, uh, uncle who's always looking at the hot chick next door and whatever else. <laughs> My wife loves Bushimi. I love Ned Beatty. Squeal like a pig. Remember that? Mm -hmm. What movie is that, Dallas? That's a part of your essential watching as a movie. What the fuck are you doing? That, Filming porn? I'm trying to figure out that movie with the... Uh, here's another essential you thing you need to watch. On. Hot to trot. Hot to trot. Ugh. You need to watch that tonight. No. Alone or with yes. someone? Yeah. No, no. Alone. alone. After you're done with Anal Acrobat 6. I, I'm, I'm actually starred in, in the seventh one. Did you? I haven't made it there yet. Oh, That's she weird. played Professor Sprout. In, so Miriam Margoyles played Professor Sprout in the uh, Harry Potter series. Did you guys watch those? Uh -huh. I did too, but I, I, I must have been fucked up. For the most part, they're not bad. Yeah, yeah, they're fun little movies to watch. I like it. I like it more than Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings. Besides, you shall not pass. <laughs> Rance Howard plays Reverend yeah. Braxton, who wants to kill his his uh, evil his uh, oh my god he he plays a he plays a preacher. What's the uh, uh, his uh, Uncle Rico? No, but every time he every time he talks about his wife, he just calls her this fucking you know <laughs> something. Yeah, this something not becoming of her. God's betraying fucking woman. Dallas, what's your favorite movie? Probably Silent Hill. Really? Yep. That movie gave me. I That's was, what you're I, picking. Well, if you gave me more time, I'd probably pick something. What else, are? Oh, all right. All right let's do. Movie. Let's do your top five. I couldn't give you my top five right now. Just try. Just give me two. Silent Hill two. If you yeah, were, if you were sucked. to watch movies, what would be the first one you watch other than Silent Hill? It'd be. Like if I was showing someone a movie and I'm like, I love this movie. Yes. It'd be the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, all right. Well, that's just my influence coming through strongly. I would have found again. it eventually. Again, I would not believe a fucking minute of that, of anything that, that Jordan Bell, Jordan Belford. Says. That's how he got where he was. Sell me this. Pen. Every, yeah. Sell me this pen. How, so, he's all sweaty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, mm -hmm. Now that's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, fucking A it was. It's the pocket's designed. open 24 7. Rotations, <laughs> rotations. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie. So, if you want to know the secret to the sell me the pen thing, you take the pen from the person 
And then you say, write this down. Right. And then the person goes, well, I don't have a pen. Exactly. Or you're going to do more cocaine and you take the pen apart <laughs> and <laughs> take everything out of it. And maybe it's a tutor. Maybe it's a tutor. Anything's a tutor if you try hard hey, enough. This is, the, this is the funnest thing that happened to me last week as I start watching this movie because anything with Bill Murray, right? Right. And it's not like Dan Aykroyd where it's like five seconds. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to watch the Coneheads. You know what I mean? I am a Conehead. And it was called Larger Than Life. And it, so Bill Murray is trying to transport this fucking elephant that he's inherited from his uh, carny father across America because he's in debt. And he is a Jordan Belford. He is the stand at the front of the room and... And motivational speak you into something. I'm a can-do guy, not a Mountain Dew guy. One of these guys, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and fucking who, who, who does he run into? But Tip the Trucker. Tip the Trucker, played by Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey is tweaked out of his fucking mind, right? And he's trying to tell people, like, don't eat this. You should put that in your <laughs> mouth. And they're driving all over the place. And he's freaking out. And fucking Bill Murray's like, Tip, when's the last time you slept? He's like, I slept last week. <laughs> and they got a fucking elephant in the back of the truck, right? <laughs> and he freaks out. He's got, like, a fucking crowbar and a tire iron and shit. He's chasing Bill Murray all around, right? He's trying to throw him off the side of a fucking mountain, right? <laughs> and he's tweaking out of his fucking tits, right? <laughs> And Bill Murray's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got it all wrong. And Matthew McConaughey's like, and gets in the truck and drives away. <laughs> and for the rest of the fucking movie, Matthew McConaughey, it's really the plot's not that thick. Matthew McConaughey is chasing Bill Murray around until finally at the end of the movie, they're walking an elephant through the airport. Matthew McConaughey shows up again. And he's all tweaked out of his mind. His face is all red. Eyes. Like he hasn't slept in a long, 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 long time. And he freaks out and people tackle him on the fucking floor. And then the elephant is safe. And everything's okay. <laughs> and Bill Murray doesn't have to do anything. You know, because he doesn't have to do anything anyways. Bill fucking Murray's like, oh. You know, he just like does facial expressions and shit like that. This is a dumb question, but what is the movie with Clint Eastwood where he's racist as fuck and the Vietnamese family moves in? Gran Torino. Gran Torino. That'd yeah. be that'd be one of my second favorite movies right there. My wife told you to watch that. Like, no, your wife didn't do shit. I've I've known this movie before I knew you, who you were, and that movie's just that's a beautiful thing. Liar. I said pliers. <sighs> I want my pliers back. Hey, I want my pliers back. Okay. <laughs> you gonna like those fucking least, pliers or what? At least you have a razor knife. <laughs> All right, you, you've done two movies. you got three to go. I'm working on them slowly but surely. <laughs> so Laverne and Shirley. No, he's done three movies. He's oh. got two to go. Wait, what's, what was Laverne my, and Shirley. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Resident Silent Evil. Hill. Oh, oh that, uh, one of my others, which has to be actually added to this list, is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, of course. That the movie, original. Yeah. New, New Line Cinema. That movie scared the piss out of me the first time I saw it. This is a good subject. So let's talk about movies. Can we talk about movies that scared us so bad we actually couldn't sleep? The Descent and Silent Hill. The, the, what's The Descent? You've never seen, either of you seen The Descent? I, have I, not. I am aware of it, but not. Go I've on. Well, they're they're basically just uh, caving. Yeah. And they go down there and they don't have Speed the... Spelunking. And they, get, they, they go through this part where basically you're so tight that like you'd think that the cave was a virgin, but by the time that you got out of there, it was more of a virgin than when you came in there. Because the cave collapsed on the anal rat seven. I told you I was in that one. So on and then what? Happened? But they get in there and there's just these beams in there. And I, when they first show them, it's like boom! It's like right there in your face, and there's nothing you can do about it. And those are the two movies where I would actually like lose sleep because of these fucking things. The Descent and Silent you out. Hill. Yeah. All right. So I'm. I want to say this is like 1981. I'm not even in school yet, or maybe I am. I probably am. There's this movie that comes out on those three channels where you can watch Sesame Street and Friday the 13th. No, they, that, that, they weren't even playing that yet, but you know what they really like to play on ABC? The car. Oh God. Oh God is right. So the car. So who's the guy that's so popular now? David Hasselhoff? Uh, no, no, it's not that, that not that car. Nothing. I think the car was on every other week. It's, uh, who was the guy, uh, who played Thanos? James Brolin. So, no, a jo uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, but you were talking about James James Brolin. Brolin's his dad. Right. So he's in this and he's young. He's all cut and like, looks like me, but like just subtract 65 pounds, right? He was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. 
Yeah, he was. He plays fucking Pee Wee at the end. Yeah. Paging so, Mr. Herman. So there's this car. Mr. Herman. So they're in you this have little a telephone call. Like imagine like you've been to Forest Hill. Right. Imagine you live somewhere like that, right? With windy roads. And like people are bicycle riding. And I'm and I'm like a little fucking you know what I want to say. I'm a little guy, right? And uh you know, people are bicycle riding, and here comes this car, right? And it's like an old school Lincoln that's modified to look all just black. You know what I mean? Like the, the top is chopped and everything. It just starts running. Ev- there it is. Have you ever seen the Futurama episode where Bender turns into a wear, a wear robot and he turns into a car no. and he gets run over by a car? No. Well, that's the car. So this car that's just starts running over everybody. Based on. The whole movie is well, this, this car. Well, this movie is, is this, but that episode of Futurama... You know, that car, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you something. That car still looks. That car still looks. If if it's you a went, fucking great car. If you went somewhere right now and that car was sitting in a parking lot, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's creepy. You be you would walk, but only you would for, walk well around it. Only for those of us that grew up. No, that are this, that there. are you know between the ages of 42 and right and 100. Right. So so they keep playing this fucking movie, right? All right. And what so evil the, drives. So this car, right. So this car just runs over. All this car does is just create mayhem and, and destruction. Is there anybody in the car? That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's so know. cool about the movie is they show the car at some point from the interior and the screen. And I'm going to call the color like Sophia. It's all like yellow. And they show from inside the car and there's no one in the car. And the car's just like, it's just sitting there. And there's one classic right here. There's one classic scene with James Brolin where he gets the door open, but he doesn't get to see inside. But they do show inside the car and there's no one driving it. And the car just keeps running everybody over. And after it runs somebody over, it honks the horn and the horn's like, God damn. So I watched this movie and I got fucked up by it. And I was like just a little nigger. You know what I mean? I was just like running around. I'm serious. I was, it scared the shit out of me. But they kept playing it and I kept watching it over and over again because you know I'm a sick bastard, right? Right. So that was the first. Refrain from using ethnic slurs. (laughs) That was the first one that fucked me up. So after that, the next one is, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through my three real fast. The next one was. I move, I don't move. I go down to my dad's house in North Highlands because my parents get divorced, right? It's like 1985. And my buddy, uh, Ian, who's a really weird kid that lives up the street, he was like into Mad Magazine and shit. Like you'd go by and he's like recording Alfred E. Newman. He's like, I'm Alfred E. Newman. Like, and you're like, how do you even know what his voice sounds like? You do like a fucking beatbox, you know what I mean? So one day he comes over and his parents work during the day, right? And my dad went to work, but my mom was always home. And he goes, hey, I rec-, and he had cable. And he's like, hey, come over to my house. I recorded this movie last night on VHS, and it's really fucked up. I watched some of it, and I couldn't sleep at all last night. And I was like, game. I was like, game. So we went over there, and it was The Shining, and it was the television edit. And we were still like, oh, my God. And I couldn't sleep. I was like laying in bed sweating for like the rest of the summer. The third one is... Travis and I had known each other for a couple of years and I'm up at his house and I'm just in, uh, and, uh, he and, and, uh, his ex-wife and I broke up Dila. Right. right. And I'm at his house and he's like, just stop tweaking out on my computer for a second and come over here and watch this movie with me. And the movie is called 30 days of night. So I watched that movie. And after the movie, wait, I was wait, like, wait, 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 you glossed over that his ex-wife and yeah, you I, used broke to, up. I used to date Travis's ex-wife. That's how we met. Oh, okay. Who I also grew up with. I, I, I went through most of the Forest Hill girls by now. Right. Yeah. So no, I'm, just, um, I'm just trying and to wrap Sacramento my head and San Joaquin County and some in the Bay Area, a couple in Southern California. There's been. Yeah. There's oh, been you've some, left a trailer just, yeah, just there, like the rest of us. There's been a couple different zip codes. So and they're all still depressed. Right. Good. So. So I watched that movie and then I was supposed to stay the night. And after the movie, I was like, I think I got to go home. <laughs> And I went Please back and refrain from using, using ethnic <laughs> slurs. So I get home and I, once again, I'm 35, 34 years old and I'm laying on the couch with my blanket and I'm like, oh, what was that? <laughs> but you're thanking God How that weird. you don't sit and those, uh, at least I was trying to sleep. And those are my three, came. those are my three movies and Christine. Christine. That's what I was trying to think of. That's a good movie right there. Christine screwed me up. There's some others in there too. I never had that problem. You never had a movie that that messed you up? No, I mean Nightmare on Elm Street frightened me, but yeah. I I mean 
growing up with Looney Tunes, growing up with my parents, the way, I mean, they, it was just a pragmatic thing. I understand that this is a movie, you know? So I never got into the whole. That's what Travis said about 30 days of night, but he's admitted since then that he's played video games that have fucked him up. Oh, doom. Have you? So when doom, doom, no, 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 not the original. When doom 2004 or five, I don't know, came out. So I'm, I'm gaming. It's fucking dark. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it because it's Doom is kind of calling back to the original Doom, you know, the, the, the pixelated one. And like, oh, this is fucking great. And then out of nowhere, you hear babies laughing. And there's these fucking cherubs and stuff like that. But you never actually get to see babies laugh. You get never get to see the babies. You just hear them laughing. The ambient noise was so fucking creepy. I turned the game off and that was it. And, and you're playing, playing it probably at four o'clock in the morning in the dark or something. Yeah, one o'clock. That's what da- with or not on. Dallas. Who's the other one? That's what Travis said. Is it's like you play these video games. There's and you, some that just get you, man. You get addicted to them. Have you done this? I don't play games. Outlast you end up it's two, two o'clock in the morning and you've been playing holes. since ten o'clock or seven o'clock or something. Yeah. And you're like, I, I got to go to bed because the, there's been quite a few games where I play them <laughs> and I'd be like, I have to pause this for a second because I'm about to shit myself. Like what? Like all the outlasts. Dread Halls, and then most of the Silent Hills were just because every single Silent Hill was different. But right, they all and we're talking the, games, yeah, now? because Silent Hill the movie is based off of like what twelve different games or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. It's and, a really, it's actually a really good movie. And those games, each one was like a different version of each other, but you could never like fight these monsters. You always had to either run away or light candles around yourself or figure out how to get away from them. So it was never like you could never just aggressively get through it. You had to just find your way through it. And that's the same with Outlast and 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 Dread Halls. It's all the same. And it thing. did it did creep you out? The the creepiest ones were was when you couldn't fight back. You had to run away, get away, and you had an objective to complete while you were getting traced down by these different things and it was always something different and when i first saw that cone head dude uh-huh. oh it was over pyramid head okay. pyramid head red so, pyramid was his actual name in the, in the in the movie so we're in the bay area and you and i already knew each other travis went and uh he invited me down to that coffee park thing remember you were pissed because i was like i gotta i gotta go do this right yeah, now we all got problems we all got problems so we're staying in this really nice hotel room and he's like and he's got his laptop and it's got a really nice screen up and he's like i'm gonna hook my laptop into the <clears throat> into the screen and we're going to watch a movie and here are the choices and silent hill was one of them he should have picked it no listen he, he kept coming back to it and he's like in silent hill and oh, ferris bueller's gone golden pond and silent hill well because it's all about the noises and in in silent hill there's so many different cues that it's like like the the background music of the piano and when those horns come on yeah. and this the whole room oh dude it's a whole thing because you're literally transported into hell yeah. the whole night. So he sells me into the Silent Hill thing on the premise that he's like, uh, he's like trying to dig into the hood mood thing now. And he's like, there's this guy and he drags his sword behind him. And he's like, and you're going to love this guy. It, it reminds rips me of your entire it, skin off. It reminds me of things that you've described on Facebook. And I'm like, fine, fucking put it on. So we get to that part of the movie and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> Is that the guy you're talking about? Where he's got the big sword that goes into a big... No, he's got a pyramid head. He's got a pyramid yeah. head, and yeah. he drags that sword. D- but he's got a huge sword, right? Like him? a big long sword? Here, he's right here. Red pyramid. Let's take a look. Yeah, that, that fucking guy. guy. Right. There he is in the actual movie. In yeah, the movie, isn't his sword... Oh, I guess that is what it looks like. That's the game. That's though. him right there on the right. Yeah. Look at that motherfucker. He would fuck up your day. You know what they went after on this, and I'm going to keep going back to one thing, and there's another movie that scared the shit out of me, and it's not because it scared the shit out of me. It's because I was like, this guy, Clive Barker, has tapped into something, and I'd already read the book, but when the movie came out, the book was called... The movie was called Hellraiser, and the book was called The Hellbound Heart. And when I saw Pinhead for the first time, and I got I got Mike the, the poster the other day. Do you still have that? Mm-hmm. I get, is Joe going to come get his Return of the Jedi thing too? I don't know. All right. So I got, so the, uh, the Cenobites in the Hellraiser thing are fucking absurd. You can read about them, just the Cenobites themselves, and they don't know how to describe what these things are or where they come from. The, 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 the scariest thing about the Hellraiser thing for me is you get the box, right? Somebody goes and they find the box and this guy's like, what's your pleasure? And you open the box, right? And your pleasure could be pain. Your pleasure could be 
chains and hooks ripping your body apart. That could be what you're after. That could be your pleasure. That's what that movie. Do you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, it's called the Lament Configuration yeah. or the Martian Cube. Yeah, and they've done a whole bunch of variations of that cube as as the movies went on, and they they get worse and worse. My favorite's actually Part Two, but uh, they nailed it in Part Two. But uh, and this was actually invented by a person. No, this is all. This no, is this all. Is, well, who's this Philip Lemchard Lim, guy? Well, they went back in Part Two, and they actually started trying to pull. This is the thing I went into the other day with you about old French literature. Yeah. Because the occult was very popular in the 17 and 1800s in Europe. Right. And I mean the occult, like they are trying to harness black magic, right? Right. There was all kinds of books that were published where you could... So and this they, is, he's a fictional character. He's holding something called the Lament Configuration, which opens a, a portal to hell. They say hell, but they also say heaven. They say in part two where the thing is flashing, where they're in the... They get into an actual maze, right? And there's a and that box is transformed into a pyramid and it's flashing a light and the light it's flashing is actually Morse code for God. Did you ever know that? Uh no, I did not. Research that. That that'll make you even more itchy and scratchy. So they knew exactly what they were doing. Well, it's Clive Barker, but of course everybody's got their hand in it now, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Clive was trying to remake the series. He was pissed off because God it, it was just on. It was uh, there's Hellraiser judgment well, let's just look up the fucking movies i got into about four or five of them and i was like that's enough that's enough yeah. well because pinhead and all the the main characters stopped uh even three is good yeah three's not bad but if if it doesn't have doug jones and four in it, four is the one when they're in space or three is uh, i think I th four is the one where he's in space here it is so after so hellraiser revelations and then hellraiser judgment it if you if you're familiar with Hellraiser, you know, and, and uh, Doug Bradley, the guy that played Pinhead in the original movies, so they have a new guy that took over. Look at this. Yeah, that's like that's a horrible. Cartoon. That's horrible. I'm so familiar with Doug Bradley that I know he does the voiceovers on the Cradle of Filth albums. Yeah, the spoken word parts. Have you ever heard any of them? No, I. Um, They're really good. They generally don't play Cradle the Cradle of Filth uh, songs with Doug Bradley on Liquid Metal. So. This is like what Tool based their music videos off of. In a way, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's just and nothing against Stephen Collins, but he just didn't have the sauce. Do we yeah. have audio tonight? What do you mean? Can we hear audio on the show? We're I'm not playing any trailers. Okay, then fuck you, Dallas. Yeah, copyright <laughs> infringement. Duh. You didn't even do four movies. He did three shows and five video games. Yeah, well, Dallas's fault. It all started with his T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We went from Hell, Hellcat to Hellraiser. Right. Oh, Child's Play. They're redoing all these movies now. Is it good or is it not good? I mean, I'm going to say no on Hellraiser. Um, Clive Barker wants to do a remake of the original Hellraiser. Yeah. And make it even, well, just make it more Clive Barker-esque. Yeah. Because it, but there's would, been some problems going on with that. That would have been so. the weakest of the one, I, I guess. But the, it's the still, first one? But still super effective at its time. I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, that one's pretty fucking weird in the terms of, you know, skinless people walking around yeah. and shit like that. My least favorite was on Hellraiser Pond. Oh, my God. I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, you guys have all seen The Mist, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a you, great you movie. You know, there was actually three different endings for that movie, and they chose the most fucked up ending for the for the actual movie. Yeah. It's one of uh, Joe's favorite movies. I love that movie. That's a great movie. So there is a Hellraiser that's supposed to be coming out. but Called Hellraiser. On Golden Pond. What if the movie they just changed it about Raising Hell? On Golden Hell Raising. On Golden <laughs> Hell Raising. Van Hellraiser. He's got he can't remember all the shit that he's done. Van Hellraiser by Bick. <laughs> no, Van Hellraiser by Gillette. <laughs> Yeah. The best a man Gillette can get. Hellraiser, the best a man With the can most get. sensitive close shave you've ever had. <laughs> You'll never sleep or shave again. <laughs> I got gotcha, you, Weavers. Yeah, uh, there are there are several books on Hellraiser. One of them is the Scarlet Gospels, which is tells the the last story of Pinhead dying. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really. Have you read thing. any of them? Mm -hmm. I all, all I read was the first one. And it's only, it's almost a novella. It's all about 200 pages or something. Yeah. 
Here's another one that you might want to watch. Rawhead Rex. Anal exit. Oh. That too. Rawhead Acrobats. I've heard of Rawhead Rex. When I was researching Pumpkinhead, I ran across Rawhead Rex. It was uh, based on a novel, but I mean, the movie's just kind of awful, but it's fun to watch. There you go. Whoa. I've actually liked that. Heads off. Pumpkinhead. It's awful. It's a, it's a terrible movie, but it's fun to watch. You know what's a weird thing is Crispin Glover's weird movies where he hangs out with rats and shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah, the remake of um, Wilbur or whatever Wilbur. it was called. I think Clyde Barker definitely tapped into some demonology type shit. I'm still just trying to figure out the head and the mouth thing. It's just like, why would you design... If you're going to design a, a, a puppet head or whatever you want to call it, why would you... There you go. Why would you design the mouth so that it's very difficult for anybody? Is that another mouth inside his mouth? It's an absolutely another mouth. Oh, well, that's cool. And no, 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 no. Go back up. That's a sandwich bag. That's what it looks like. It's He's a got little, a sandwich that's bag a stuck in his mouth. little sandwich bag. But there's no, I mean, like the actor has to work around that. And then there, there are scenes in the movie where, they, where he has to eat. It's just like it doesn't work. Uh, you can't. Well, that's got to be all puppeteering, right, though. Yeah, but it's, it's see? Oh, that's an art. They just tried too hard. Or yeah. what are the little things they do, the little animatronics? Yeah, and but that's the problem is, is that the mouth doesn't fit properly. It's it's not. If he's supposed to be matter. this guy that's like chewing, fucking killing people and whatever else, see? How many Fangoria actual magazines do you have? None. Do you have an interest in having any? I used to have them. Oh, you did? Yeah. You got rid of them? Oh, yeah. Why? Because it was taking up too much space. God, you should have called me. This is before I knew you. Doesn't matter. And it's really hard. <laughs> get a nuclear DeLorean. Let's get this going. Hi, is this Clay? Who the fuck are you? I was somewhere. <laughs> I want to give you some Fangoria magazine. I was magazine. somewhere. Fangoria magazine. I was Clay. somewhere, probably so on the internet, because I don't go anywhere. And I had the, all the mad magazines that were given to me by my Uncle Paul. And I'm talking from the 70s, maybe even the 60s, late 60s, probably, probably 70s into the 80s. And my mom just, I was like, what happened to all my, the books? The little books, you know, yeah. like Spy versus Spy and Son of Mad Sucks, and I. So I had uh, probably fifty of those and enough magazine, enough Mad magazines to fill. Remember those old cardboard boxes that look like a coffin? Yeah, enough to fill the that. And she's like, I got rid of them. The other day, I saw one of them for like two hundred dollars or something, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I could really use that money right now. <laughs> really trying to get in touch with Tip the Trucker, and I could have used that extra swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just there was no reason for me to keep them at that point in time nobody you can't predict what was it like to flip stuff. through one of those is it actually like there's somebody in there writing an article about yeah. what they thought of like what we're doing right now yeah essentially that's exactly what was going on is that they would uh they would do articles on movies that were coming out within the next six months yeah and, with pictures yeah and yeah. behind the scenes and um uh, 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 effects tutorials and all this other stuff. This is oh, a wow. great magazine. In depth. You know, yeah. this brings me to another thing. What was it like to grow up in a generation where you don't even have to sneak porn into your house? You don't have to go down, convince somebody to buy you some magazines, stuff them up your shirt and tuck them into your pants and hope nobody notices you were walking funny into the house. You just get on your fucking phone. I didn't grow up with internet. Good. Getting excited I grew up in, in Washington, we didn't have internet. Getting How? excited when you see a porno, like a Playboy laying on the ground. Right, you're like, oh my god, I'm stealing that from my dad. No, or no, just like random, like when you're walking home or some shit like that, yeah. and somebody just like threw someone, it around. Someone had a Playboy and they it were was, done with it. And it you're was like, someone oh. was subscribed. <laughs> and then you pick it up and yeah. read it. Someone was subscribed to something on on, and I figured this out now. Someone was subscribed to something, and they would get other inquiries of the same kind of context and yeah. i would steal the mail <laughs> and i would get all these different mail oh you were getting porn advertisement shit? right exactly and that's what i got when i was a kid no shit yeah no shit so you're raiding mailboxes no it was all to my house so there was oh somebody was, was going getting on so you were lucking the fuck out i was and i remember the, the day my mom catalogs. caught me with all this Frederick shit of hollywood 
And but she's if, like, we're talking actual triple X porn advertisement. Yeah, and, and I remember the day she caught me with all this shit, and she like didn't know what to do. And I was leave just you like, alone. It's yeah. like fuck, dude. I mean, like, what do you want me to do? What here? is what is wrong with the world where your kids looking at porn and you're concerned, but and you have a BB gun, a pellet gun, video games where you rip things apart with your bare hands until it's a bloody mess on the floor. Violence is okay, but you can't jack off. Smoking and drinking is okay. Smoking and drinking is okay. But don't you dare jack off in my house. <laughs> you, you're allowed to eat top ramen, which is pure salt, and drink Pepsi. No offense, Mike. That's okay. But you can't fucking look at uh, some pussy? Well, I, I don't like, get it. I was like seven. My so parents didn't care. Maybe she was trying to shelter me a little bit. My parents just were like, we can't control Clay, so he probably has porn. We definitely yeah. got to that point. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I... So there's a there is a there is a breaking point. Like if you're nine years old, I'm not going to be like, here's my 1978 Hustler, because number one, that's a collector's item. <laughs> Tip the tracker wouldn't agree with that at all, right? You got to have that in the back of the big rig, right? It's that's for a box. That's for when I actually sleep. Well, when I'm about to sleep, then when I'm done, then I then I rest, right? Which is but, a rare occurrence. But I mean, so there 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 is some discretion in there somewhere. But you're 12 or 13. And you got a Playboy magazine? What's the big fucking deal? Compared to what is actually really going on in your life? Like where you're... Like, I don't care if you're jacking off to swank or whatever. Yeah. Just don't leave it out on my fucking coffee table. Right. If it's a Playboy, it's a whole different story. People are <laughs> people accept Playboy as literature. Damn well, straight. Because there are articles in there. There yeah. is. There's, there there's are some articles in there. there. You know, actually, I, I don't. I don't want some chick spreading her muff on my fucking on my uh, coffee table. And you won't see that in Playboy. That's that's a hustler. Yeah. But seriously though, and I, I, I want to back up a little bit. I'm back it up. Don't back up too far. I'll have to leave. Uh, Playboy actually is a as far as besides beautiful naked women, Playboy is actually a very good piece of literature. I'm not kidding you. There's a lot of good articles in there. You can even get good articles in Penthouse, and even sometimes you'll find something in, in Hustler. We've talked about that before. But especially Playboy, when you buy Playboy and you're a mature male, which so I who actually reads I'm, the articles. I'm automatically yeah, we're out. out. I'm out. But I mean, Playboy uh, in general, you're gonna find a lot of stuff in there just besides the fold out part. Right. The fold the out part fold. was always the best yeah. part. And you know what? I'll tell you what. If you want to learn some jokes and you want to keep them down, you want to keep them around. Go your to brain Travis. Cells. No, 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 no. <laughs> the back side of the the back that thing that folds out. If you fold that thing back up and flip it over, that'll be some of the funniest jokes that you'll ever remember in your life. Not you, Dallas. Sure. You don't even consider Playboy. You're like, barely legal. <laughs> and you don't even need the magazine. You're like, uh... Penthouse form? No, like, I'll... I'll Dallas will come to my house. It's like, uh, I need you to buy me beer because the guy's not taking my fake ID right now. And I'm like, okay, no problem. I, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, and and so that will go on the he podcast. He pulls up and I get in the car. And halfway through the ride, I realize there's a girl in the backseat. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> And she's not talking or looking And they're up. like, oh, just be quiet. And I'm like, what's up? Uh, that was great. We're driving down the road. I'm driving at fast speeds. And me and you were just arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, that was the other night. I'm like, uh, it's always a competition between the old man and the young buck, right? Right. And I was like, you can't. Uh, well, number one, his arms are taller, way taller. Put your arm up here. So I had to do, I had to do this. And I realized as we were arm wrestling that he was still driving the car. <laughs> well and that's okay because you did just fine so who won uh it was a draw and our new going our new thing is punching each other which i'm over that by the way i'm not keep going i'm done i'm done these young kids i'll tell you what (coughs) you classify as a millennial don't you sadly but i don't get along with anybody i know i i will i will say as an intellectual you're you are not the average m just people my age are just Talk clueless. about it. Uh, clueless. Man. Talk about it. Talk about it. What oh, is it like in your peer group? It's like trying to talk to a bunch of stumps, and then they're looking at you like, this guy's, "Say no more." This guy's either doesn't know anything at all, or he is too mature and no fun, or he's too fun and not mature, depending on what personality is going out at that time. Yeah. But just normally, when I'm hanging out with people, it's like they're talking about all kinds of stupid shit, and they're trying to speak their mind on something they know absolutely nothing about. Well, give me an example. Huh. Imagine that. Like politics. Yeah. That's the main thing. 
And that's that's what bases most of people my age's stupidity. Yeah, because they don't know shit, and they think that whatever they see on the news is just what's going on in real life, and so yeah. that's like how they live their life. And also, it's like I I've been I've done so much more stupid things that could get me caught and and actually go to jail and and like you've you've experienced what I, I don't I most don't need- of us at our age have experienced right and then they're just getting into it so now i'm at the well, point where i'm trying to give them enlightenment about what to do and what not to do and they're looking at me like you don't, you don't know, know shit i'm like you really you don't know shit but they won't take that from me because i'm too young and usually i'm younger than everybody at the party or that i'm hanging out with well they think they know every every teenager thinks they know everything i worked with a a, a person who was exactly as you have defined it. Right. I know everything. Everyone is fucking stupid. Right. And they don't know shit. It's just like you live where you live and you are the way you are because you have no ambition. You have no goals. You don't give a shit. And you you want to be like every other person that is your age. You want to work in a smoke shop and you want to fucking, you want to vape and be cool. I want to own a dispensary when I'm older. And you want to work one day a week. But they have no ambition or any kind of business plan. People look to me like I was crazy. I've been working 40 hours a week for the last three, four years. And people are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And now that all my friends are working, you know, 20 hour, 30 hour weeks. And they're like, wow, so this is kind of what kind of what works like. This is what Dallas was talking about. I don't know if I like it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? It's taking you this long to get a hold of it? I own a fucking car. I own a house. Own house. I got enough shoes to... to right. And I'm not like comparing myself like in that sort of way, but it's like if you want to look at success in the eyes and, and see what to do and not to do, because like they know I have fun when I'm there. I'm always the guy that has the most fun at the place. Because you work. But I'm also the guy that has everything at the end of the day right and i don't have to ask anybody for every anything that was my main thing for this last four years is i didn't want to ask anybody for what like i didn't even want to ask you for a ride to work so what i do i went and bought a car didn't have a license for a year drove myself to work you did you have ambition you have drive did you buy a car without a license you can do that you can own and register a car i did you cannot buy a car and drive off the lot without a let him explain it to you my grandfather drove it he test drove it that car and that was all he did after that it was in my hands and it was my car this fucking kid signed for it no no i don't have a cosign he walked in with ten thousand fucking dollars does not matter let's let's talk about it you are not allowed to have a a signer on is your insurance hold on because you can't you, have insurance without a license. You bought a car how how long ago? A year and two months. So you were under the age of 18? No. You're 19. Right. A year and December two months 8th. ago would be 17 and 11 months. Were you 18? No. no, because December 8th is my birthday. So a year and two months, I would still be 18. He did. You, okay. He absolutely did. I mean... He, so I, you, he, you bought a car at the age of 18 and they allowed you to drive the car off the lot. No, no my grandpa drove it off the lot. Okay. But after that, I was driving it everywhere. That's the difference. You cannot sell a car to anybody no, without a driver's I knew license. that. That's why I brought him with me. I got fired for he that. He actually... Did you really? I got fired for denying... So <laughs> I worked for a company. I will not say who. And the person that was the general manager of this dealership in particular says, Hey, I got some friends. I'm going to put that in quotes. And uh, they want to buy a car. And they were illegal immigrants. I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But they didn't have a social security number. They didn't have a driver's license. So I get them all set up and ready, this and that. And I said, I need your driver's license and social security. I don't have any one of those. So I walked back into the office and said, I can't sell these people a car. And the, and the GM said, you will sell them a car. I said, I am not risking my goddamn license over one of your friends to purchase a piece of shit vehicle because you want to sell them a car. I'm not going to do it. It's illegal. And we'll get audited. And I'll lose my job and you won't give a fuck about it. So no, find someone else. So when a company A bought my company, I was not transitioned into the sales force. I was fired because it just wasn't, I just wasn't a fit or whatever. So this motherfucker, the day that I got fired, I'm walking out and he walks by me and he goes, yeah, it was, it was great working with you. Really sorry. I said, oh, really? You were sorry? Is that Were you sorry when you walked away, when everybody in the room walked away while the guy sat there and fired me? Yeah, you're sorry. Kiss my ass and go fuck yourself. And everybody still made their commission and everything else. And I walked away, and that was it for me. 
That's fucked. By the I, way, you never told me that one. By the way, this uh, this uh, general manager is still the general manager. He was caught and arrested for soliciting prostitutes. Ooh. Uh, he had two DUIs, so he did not have a sales license. He did not have a driver's license at the time, and he there was a couple of other things going on. I so didn't at the time, you have that to I have fired. a license to sell cars. Yep. You have to have a sales license. You have to have a driver's license. If you don't have a driver's license, you cannot test drive. I cars. would have to imagine it's a DMV thing. It's actually really cheap to get a, a car dealership license. You have to have a live scan. You have to have do a whole bunch of shit. <gasps> but in the it, end, it's, I think it's like three hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's I relatively. I, I have expensive. no clue yet what's going on with my live scan for no, my. I get just, a clue. Yeah, you get a fucking clue. Find out for me. Get back to me. <laughs> call call your boss. I'll I tell you. No, I didn't do life scan. Oh, for dude, mine. the truck on fire. Oh. Oh, you want to tell that one? I forgot about uh, that. Let's, let's end the show on that then. Better, all, right. all right. Take it. Take it away, Dallas. No, you you tell it better than I, I do. I was talking about myself. I was introing myself. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you've done great. Take us away. So, Clay and I are going to work one of these days up in Soda Springs. This is when I still have the purple Ford, yeah. which is in my front well, yard it rotting. It, it yeah. just doesn't really work that well anymore at all. What year? 98. Okay. So if anybody wants a non-working 98 purple Ford, just go ahead and hit up click. Yours now for 15.5. That's in pennies. No license <laughs> included. <laughs> but we're on our way up to Soda Springs, and we had just gotten the oil changed. And so normally when people change the oil or whatever, I guess they put something over the muffler so they don't burn themselves because the car's been running the whole time. Right? We don't know that for sure, but we have a sneaking because suspicion. We have a sneaking suspicion, even though they denied every single yeah. part of this. So we're like, what, a third the way up there? From we, Grass Valley? So the road goes up out of Grass Valley and it connects into Highway 80. And I don't, is it 20? Yeah, we weren't even at the five mile house yet. Yeah. yeah. So listeners, and just imagine this. All we had to our name was this truck, a full tank of gas, and a 30 rack of beer. No, we had, you had some money. I didn't. Yeah, but that's not going to help us in this and situation. Dallas's girlfriend at the time, Kristen, was along and she's sitting in the back because <laughs> it was one of those extended cabs where you can kind of stuff a little tiny girl in the back. Right, she yeah. just I got up on screen right no, now. You, you got the full size. This is a Ranger. Oh, yeah. You, you're way too big. Way too big. Yeah, nothing's big about Clay. But um, nice. There it is. That's, that's it right it. there. Dude, Purple that rain. It. That's right the truck. There. Anyways, extended right, cab. Extended cab. <laughs> there it is. That's the truck. So, I we look back and the truck started smoking. And no, well, first she says. Do you smell that? Uh, yeah. That smell. Do you smell that? And we're like, what? And so we keep going for a little bit longer, and then we see smoke. Well, wait sudden, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you tell the story then. No, hang on. I just I just want to point out something. We had our ice chest in the back, all our shit, and there was, what, a 30? A 30 rack of cores. Of course. Okay, go ahead. And so all of a sudden, in between the bed of the truck and the cab of the truck, there's just flames shooting. And <laughs> they're going the up, like up the window. Right it's here. just going, yeah. going, roasting. And Kristen's like, oh, my God, the truck's on fire. And so Clay pulls over. We all hop out. Everybody runs away beer. from the truck. Yeah. And I'm all, get me a beer. And I was like, this is no time to have a drink. And I'm like, <laughs> get me the beer. So he hands me the 30 rack. And I just start putting this fire out. With with booze. With booze. So like nine beers later. But I was ready to run away. And they were just, yeah. running away. They weren't there. Dallas was the only one with a clear head. I don't know how. I don't either, to be uh, honest. Fuck that truck. Yeah. Fuck that truck. That's what he's thinking. Let it burn. You know what? I got to tell you something. It was really scary. I was really pissed off. And I was like, how did my truck light on fire? And the only thing we can think of is that they must have and i i used to change oil at speedy lube okay uh -huh. in carmichael i used to burn myself all the time maybe this guy was like i'm gonna stuff cardboard right here or something and to not burn myself and then went like fuck it i forgot i'm gonna go blow on a coke or not put oil back in this thing but trucks don't like themselves on fire. No. no. And they denied every part of it. So I get pissed off and I start talking to people that I can trust, like like Travis. And he's like, you need to call them and freak out. So I get the manager on the phone. He's like, that's your fucking problem. We don't do shit like that. He's like, fuck you. And I was like, I'll never come back here again. And he's like, great. <laughs> and, and that's what you get. This, this is going back once again to the customer service thing now, right? Yeah. If I own the place, I would be like, I don't know what happened. Come down here. Let's talk about it. Let's look at the truck. Which what what point is there in that at, at that point? Or maybe I just say, you know what? Maybe something went wrong. Your next five oil changes are free. This guy was like, go fuck yourself. Burn in hell. Rotten hell. Fuck you. He was too. And I've we never I've never gone back there. I actually have gone back there. I'm sure you have. I actually did. If I if I say I'm not going back to a spot, yeah. I won't. Yeah. 
and I broke that fucking I I broke that vow a couple of weeks back for for my for my nephew because we you went to Subway. No, <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever go back to that Subway in particular. But I went into Walmart. Oh, yeah. you're a you're a non Walmarter. I won't. I don't like going to Walmart. You're a wall no marter. Yeah, I, all I, the weird. What shit happened? happened I, I got to hear it. Man. Why I won't go to Walmart? I yeah. used to work for the company. Well, besides that, is that the reason? Yeah, mm. I I don't like their policies. I don't like the way they treat customers. I don't like the way that. And this is not the people that work for Walmart. It's the people that run Walmart. Yeah, I don't like the way they run the business. The way they treat the customers. The way that the customers are expected to be treated. I don't like the way they treat employees. I don't like the way that they randomly just do bullshit to fire uh, people. They don't take care of their business and they don't fix problems. Yeah. There's literally the Walmart that I used to work at still to this day when it rains, the roof leaks and they won't fix it. Yeah. And it's causing all sorts of problems with black mold and this and that. People are getting sick. Jesus. Uh, it, there's a whole host of problems, not just with that store, but with all these other stores. Fuck them. Sounds like a class action lawsuit to me, kids. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I'll speaking of class one. action lawsuits, I've received two checks, one of them from Walmart. Thank you. For fifty five ninety four. For a total of nineteen dollars. <laughs> I was way over the mark on that one. And I have another class action lawsuit that's uh in the process that they just emailed me and said it was Blue Shield, you know. We want all your information so that we can send you money. You may get you may get five cents. Right. You may get fifty thousand dollars. We don't fucking know. We should get our heads together and have a class action lawsuit and sue somebody. We should. I let's think about that before the next time we Lenovo. Talk. Let's let's do a class action lawsuit against Lenovo for fucking up the podcast for six weeks. Right? Yeah. Done. That one right there. That right. affected me a lot. We're 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 gonna get you, Lenovo. We're after you and you won't believe what happens. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> It's, it's so ridiculous. And you're right about the whole customer service thing. It's like, it's well, it's not our fault. Well, an investigation has to happen and insurance gets involved. And you're like, well, um, this is their fault. And insurance says it's your fault. You need to do something about it. Give me a new fucking car. This is the bottom line. Anywhere I go right now, I don't care where it is. If somebody's not at least 37 years old, I know I'm not getting any help. <laughs> There's got to be at least one gray hair. And I check everywhere. Yeah. I flip you over, spread the cheeks. The front butt, everything. If you don't have one gray hair, I'm like, I'll just fucking research this myself. <laughs> nice. I had a I had a guy that got pissed off at us for buying a fucking <laughs> propane tank. And and the, uh, the, the 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 twist stop wouldn't work. I'm the like, twist up. Yeah, I I I can't help you. You know, the valve's not working. Not my problem. Yeah. You, you bought when you buy a propane tank, you can't return them. A B. It's as is. So you are taking, when you go and buy Blue Rhino, we are not a Blue Rhino dealer. Like if we were a propane dealer, we could do something about it. That is a vendor thing. You have to call Blue Rhino. So if you go to any gas station and buy from them, the gas station has no control over the, the quality or the quality control of those propane cylinders. That's, that all comes from Blue Rhino. So I tried to explain that to the guy and he started getting pissed off. He's like, I'll never come here again. I said, I really don't care. Fuck you. And then he came back the next day and apologized. He goes, I don't know. Uh, I, I really apologize for my attitude. I'm like, look, I, we were both fucking, you know, I was already dealing with problems. And when, and on top of that, you know, the, the propane thing, we just both butted heads. You know, I apologize too, blah, 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 and, and move on. We can just move forward. He's like, oh, I'll come back here and get gas and this and that. Haven't seen him since. <sighs> well, all right. What do you expect though, really? From people, uh, it's one thing that he even came and apologized, though. Yeah, I mean, but he he, he did come back because I saw him walking. I'm like, what the fuck does this guy want now? <laughs> He's right? like, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, good point. Point. Good well, point. is that right? Good point. Good point. <laughs> good point. Hey, what about this? Let's what? end the show. <laughs> Let's end it. All right, Dallas, you take us out. Hey, well, I'm glad to be invited here today. It was a pleasure. Hanging out with you guys and talking about God knows what we talked about. We talked about some things. I'll tell you what. But tell you what. In the end, it was all good fun. Point. Good point. <laughs> but I had a good time with you guys. And good. hopefully I'll be back and we can do this again one time. Right on, brother. From using ethnic slurs. Fuck you. Did I, is better did than I say something racist? What? Yeah, say it. He'll edit it out. I say said, it. did I? Can you? My niggas. No. <laughs> That's Please it. Refrain We've from been using thrown off the slurs. internet. Impossible. <laughs>